everybody. Welcome to the Overweight Nights. Today we got myself, Zeke Danger. We got Kitty Man. Yay. We got Mort, as usual. Hello. And of course, Queen of Means, Stacy Mendez. Hey. And I think in the background over there, we got Tony. He's uh, he's there. Yeah. What's up? He's kind of checked out. <laughs> All right. Now, at the time of recording this, Batman comes out tomorrow. Ooh, ooh, first, first to see it. Ooh, ooh. I'm pretty excited. You Anyone say else? you say first to see it, but it's like if the reviews are out, someone's already seen it. Yeah, yeah. How about, how about to see it? the editor probably seen it a billion times. Yeah. I mean, let's talk about that. No one ever like talks about that. Affleck has seen it at least once. I mean, Batfleck. Yeah. Oh, Batfleck. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure he was in it. I think he was at least involved. At least they photographed his his face and superimposed it, like the whole Paul Walker thing. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, I thought you were gonna say uh, Bruce Lee thing. No, but I mean, same same shit. <laughs> yeah. Except Bruce Lee's spoke somehow unclassy. Okay, so oh, I mean the the fact that he was in an advertisement for like liquor when he was a yeah. when he was a, a strong non-drinker. Yeah. Like he was against alcohol in a like big way. Like a strong stand against everything. Anything bad for you, anything that will yeah. slow you down, things that will impair your judgment. And here he is in a fucking beer, like liquor commercial like, "Oh yeah, cool. That's what he wanted." <laughs> That's the memory of Bruce Lee we all wanted to remember. <laughs> uh, but, no, what I want to talk about was not necessarily the movie itself, because, eh, sure, okay. But I want to talk about the fact that we have f- fucking review sites and review aggregate sites like Rotten Tomatoes, where at the, at the time of recording right now, there have been a total of 129 reviews. Of which the average rating is 5.2. Ooh, and, that is bad. And it is at 33% uh, critic score. The audience score is right now 82%. So there's a big difference between the critics and the audience at the moment. <laughs> so I, what I wanted to ask, essentially, everybody here, do you read into... The reviews and does it does that sort of affect you like not just for this movie but for like all movies when you see it come out if you haven't if you don't see it opening weekend like you don't see all movies opening weekend like these movies tend to be uh, do you let someone go oh you know what it was okay do you let that sort of shit affect you do you let uh, opinions of professional critics and these Rotten Tomato scores affect you in any way nope I refuse to read any reviews on any movie that I'm gonna go see if I haven't me or my immediate circle hadn't seen it already. I won't. I won't watch. I won't read them. I won't watch them. Nothing. Do you do it after the fact? Uh, not really. Not unless I either really, really loved it or really, really, really hated it. Zeke, I really don't pay much attention to reviews in general. Cause like all the a lot of movies that I like have gotten terrible reviews. But I like them. And if I were to pay attention to their views, I probably would have never watched them. I don't know. I'm, I'm such... I feel like I'm so in a separate camp from all of you guys. <laughs> because I don't, I don't let it affect me. But I definitely delve into a lot of reviews and a lot of review sites. And, like, I watch... 
um, a lot of personalities, much the way that uh, what, what were they called, Ebert and uh, Siskel and Ebert. Siskel and Ebert, like the way they used to review movies, like that kind of thing. They yeah. don't they don't sway me, but there are people that like I'll listen to, I'll hear what they have to say on the subject, I'll go watch it myself. And then I'll be like, I agree with them or I don't agree with them. But either way, like I'll watch it before or after. It doesn't really matter. But I'll sit there and I'll consume their opinions, I guess is the best way to say it. I'll consume <laughs> like what the, what the feedback is um, on top of my own. Because I remember watching Man of Steel. Like I didn't, I didn't look into any of the reviews beforehand. But I watched Man of Steel and I knew it was bad the second I left the theater. <laughs> I was like, ooh, that movie left a horrible taste in my mouth. It, just another <laughs> Zack Snyder, just, beautiful-looking film that had nothing to it that made me love it. I almost walked out of it. Really? Yeah. At what part? About halfway through. I don't know. Like I knew right away that, the, that, that Lois Lane had no reason to be there. None. Uh- like why did it like at the, at the exact moment when they go and you woman Zod wants you on the ship too and I go wait I go what no what no really what why why like that makes zero sense oh so Russell Crowe can talk to her who the fuck cares like he he had no reason to be there except for to be there and do stuff while Superman is busy coughing up Kryptonian air I guess yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, Amy Adams is expensive, so... Is she, though? You're going to cast her. She's a decent name, yeah. Well, at the time, was she? Money's worth. Yeah. She was a bigger name then than she is now, probably. Uh But the the thing is, for a budget that movies like this have, is that expensive? Like, you have to think back into the original Superman in 78. Marlon Brando got paid $31.2 million, and that's in 78. Like, that's huge now to get paid that. Like, in 78, that was literally all the money. Yeah. <laughs> all the money. They had to print new money to pay him. All the money. <laughs> so, I mean... That's the is, contract the, U- the U.S. Mint and have more money printed. Is Amy Adams really that expensive that you need her on every fucking thing? You need her on the military plane that's flying into this thing? Like you need her there? Actually, I think it's more that you have to have the love interest in there. I don't think it's necessarily the actress, but you can't just like ignore that aspect of it because You can. You know, Hollywood says so. Oh no, I know you can, but like <laughs> that's not what the people that, that every movie now. It's not what the people who, you know, fund the movies say. They say you have to have a love interest. So you have love interest, you know, that it's like shoehorned in. I mean, like like you said, there's no reason for her to be there. It makes no sense. But some studio executive would have been like, well, how come Lois Lane is not in the flying space plane? <laughs> Why isn't really, she in space? I really feel like Lois Lane would do better in space. I, I like the phrase flying space plane. <laughs> like, can we actually just, can we just skip the whole Zod thing and just have her be in space? Can, can the movie just be about the plane? <laughs> I don't feel like we featured the plane enough. No, see, that's that's what uh, the way you work that is called Star Trek Four, <laughs> a voyage home. It's about a space thing that is fucking up the planet, and then how do they fix it? Fuck Whales. it, we're going back to the eighties. <laughs> whales. That's how they fixed it. There be whales here. You guys haven't fixed all of your problems with whales. 
<laughs> I feel like that's a whales oh. have caused ninety percent of my problems. Okay, they've caused them. Jesus. Yes. Oh no. <laughs> I mean, this is going to be an unpopular stance, but fuck whales. I have, fuck whales. That's right. Fuck a you whales. Not 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 <laughs> the country. You, you guys are cool. <laughs> but, you, you guys have a dragon on your flag. You know, yeah, Welsh people are cool, but but whales. Fuck whales. Oh, you meant the Irish peoples. I think, I think oh, Celtic yeah. is the term? I feel like Irish oh. probably refers only to Irish. No, that's wrong. I just, I just feel like with uh, a lot of people I know, I know my brother in particular, he is swayed by review. Like, he'll live and die by the fucking reviews before he sees a movie, which is really fucking obnoxious to me. That I is just, kind of, yeah. I just end up disagreeing with so many reviews that I don't even bother to look at them until like I mean, so I, I much might later, if at all. I, okay. I might agree with some bits and pieces, I, but I I feel I feel like, like it's just still popular to just shit on things. I feel like it's it's popular to act like you're better than somebody else because you can point out flaws and things, and I don't I don't subscribe to that way of thinking. So right. it's hard to enjoy reviews like that. Right, that's my problem, is I have such a bad attitude, like, I have no, if I didn't like the movie, that's fine, but if you didn't like the movie, and you're gonna call them out on every single little fucking thing, I'm gonna call you out for being an asshole, I'm not gonna call them out for making a bad movie. But that's, that's, that, see, that's where I come, I am, I am staunchly disagreeing on, like, both those points. Like I have no with you on this one, Sammy. I have no problem if you're gonna point. You, I can like a movie and pick out every fucking problem with the movie. Like I can sit there and dissect the movie and give it some shit and like it still. Like that. Like those two things are not like mutually uh, exclusive. Like or they are. Oh, I I don't disagree. I I think you can absolutely point out flaws in something that you enjoy. What I don't think is happening with a lot of these reviews, I I don't think that's what's happening. I think what most people are doing is they're just trying to figure out something that they can latch onto and point out as a bad thing because it makes them seem cooler and more intelligent. You you can, like like you said, you you can make fun of things and still like them. That's, That's what the entire mystery science theater, you know, shtick is. Exactly. It's enjoying watching a shitty movie. But that's not what these reviews are. They're just, they're just shitting on things. Because yeah, there's there's a difference between critiquing and, being and an just ass. obsessing. But I'm right. wondering what, what reviews you're watching that you feel that way. Because, I mean, I know I see a lot of people who are just kind of like, eh, you know. Like, there are people who are, are angry, but it's kind of like, eh, it, depending on if their anger is justified, I'll, I'll subscribe to that kind of idea or not. Like, I don't. I don't watch a lot of reviews, but I read them and I listen to, to people in my, my, you know, real life circle talk about things. And it's always just shitting on stupid aspects of, of things that aren't even important or that are misunderstood. Like casting Affleck as Batman. Right. Oh, like, yeah, but fan outrage for stupid shit like that, like casting has been. Like Heath Ledger, like, oh, my God, you're going to have a Knight's right. Tale? Like, okay, who gives a shit? Give him a chance. He's an actor. Like, I'm going to give Jared Leto a fucking benefit of the doubt chance. Like, I still don't, I'm, I'm concerned, but Let I'm going to give him a chance and watch the movie and see if I enjoy it or not. Like, I'm, right. or at the very least, if I enjoy his performance, because I do know that I've had plenty of movies where I'll enjoy one aspect, and it's this one actor 
giving it their all and that's like they embody that character they've really gone into it the rest of the movie around them is absolute dog shit but that actor just really did it for me right uh like uh there's a movie that i recently uh watched a bit of which had most deaf and alan rickman what what alan rickman so you know what i'm talking about no no you're just talking about alan rickman I don't know what movie you're talking about. Okay, uh, it's a movie about a doctor. It's about, like, um, he starts working... Most Def, this, his character starts working for... He goes by a different name now, but I'm going to call him Most Def. I don't give a shit. Uh, but anyway, Most Def starts working for this doctor played by Alan Rickman. And he's experimenting on... Like, it's just at the beginning of the Great Depression. And he's the guy that invents the machine for the bypass surgery. Okay, okay. And the white doctor takes all the credit for it. Is this a biopic? It's sort of a biopic, yes. Most Def didn't do a goofy movie? He he actually has some real good chops. Like, as weird he, as it he sounds. He does have good acting chops. Um, but but he, my, my problem with the movie great. was Alan Rickman is one of the best actors that I've seen. But in this movie, it takes place in the South. <laughs> And he has a Alan southern Rickman accent. Exactly so he's south. probably racist. No, he has a southern accent. Th- that's like oh, sticking God, Liam Neeson as a cowboy. Like, it's very, like, jarring and very John Wayne-y to me that you put, like, this guy who has a very distinctive voice and anything else other than what that distinctive voice can offer. Yeah, it's like, it's Hans oh. Gruber as uh, anything that isn't Hans Gruber. <laughs> no, because he could be Snape. Like he can be brooding, and he has character and range within his uh, voice. Yeah, but adding a southern accent to him, it's kind of like I, I made the comparison that it doesn't fall right on your ears. It, yeah, it doesn't fall right. It doesn't fall right at all. Uh, it's kind of one of those things where if I was watching it on a stage, if it was a live theater show, you already have so much extra suspension of disbelief you have to believe that these actors are in this environment you have to believe that they're uh the transitions are not literally off stage like you have there's a lot more suspension and i will i can accept a different accent there but in a movie where you can have a billion takes where you can have anyone cast if like need be to have alan rickman with a southern accent really throws me off and I, I take that into consideration whenever I hear someone go, oh, my God, this person was cast. It's like, let's wait until we see, because we've had great actors do weird shit and unknowns do the most amazing, mind-blowing performances that we've ever seen. Like, no one expected Jared Leto in fucking that Dallas Buyers Club to win an Oscar then for that performance. That's, come on. Yeah, until that point, he was just that dude that was in Fight Club. Edward Norton? No, Jared Leto was in Fight Club. Oh, yeah, he totally was. Yeah, exactly. That's all he was until Dallas Buyers Club came out. I mean, no, he was also the lead singer of 30 Seconds to Mars. He had a music career. He was a huge part of 90s teen angsty television with my so-called teenage life. What are you fucking talking about? See, Stacy has the, the, the deep cuts called back from the 90s. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Jesus. Fuck with me on Jared Leto. Leto. <laughs> <laughs> I have pronounced it Leto. Leto. Because it's far more attractive that way to match him. Looks, he's not in the trees. 
I love how how Stacy's talking about someone other man being attractive and the way, <laughs> and he's all like the trees are on fire. <laughs> Jared Leto is not attractive. Yeah. Is he not an attractive human being? Yeah. He looked good in Fight Club. But he's an attractive man. <laughs> he looked good in Fight Club. Well, that was my wife. Yeah. But. He, to get back on the the review point, I guess it's kind of like I I, I, I ignore the petty name way before Thirty Seconds to Mars. He's been in so much more than that, and then Thirty Seconds to Mars. That's where he really got his face out there, and then that's where all there and school anybody or myself on Jared Leto because I will fucking take it to the streets. Uh, all right, wow. congratulations! That got that got intense. Proud of that. Um. Hurt my fingers. But yeah, I, I I ignore some of the pettier stuff, like oh they cast this person. It's kind of like if you can justify it after watching the movie that that person was not the proper person to cast for this or that, and you can give me a, a solid argument behind that, I'm all for it. Uh, but I, I I don't know I don't know because again like I said I watch a ton of reviews like I'll watch like. Angry Joe, like Doug Walker, Movie Bob, Chris Stuckman. Like, I have this yeah. resource of people who do that, who some whose opinion I agree with on some things and some I don't. But generally speaking, if they can have that argument backed up and not just, oh, it's stupid. Well, why is it stupid? Because it's stupid. Like, well. Give me a valid reason why it's yeah. stupid. Like, I don't know. Explain yourself. Because I, li- I do like some stupid movies. So, I mean, if you can give me a reason why it's not good and why the stupidity of that also contributes, <laughs> go for it. Because, like, I'll, I'll watch me a bad movie. Top Gun's my favorite movie. I'll be the first to disclose that shit. I was going to say, I love uh, Dead Alive, or Brain Dead, as they call it here in the States. Is that, isn't that Sam Raimi's first movie? That's Peter Jackson's first movie. Bernie Jackson's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you remember? And that is a terrible movie. <laughs> it is awful. I don't know. My my favorite movie of all time is a really bad movie, but it, I also love it. It's just, I don't know. Is it Brink? Please say it's Brink. No, it's not Brink. It's Wayne's World. That's not it's a not bad, bad movie. movie. What? It's a pretty bad movie. I will. Be, I'll ex- I can accept that. It's not bad to me, but it's bad to others, and that's all right. They don't have to fucking watch Who it. Who the fuck are you talking to that says that's a bad movie? That they, they need to get be out of your life. They need to be out of your life. <laughs> I'm a fucking support system, but also, uh, Brink. It didn't come up. I mean, if you're talking like Disney TV movies, I mean, we can talk about that's that. Smart House. That's Smart House. No, I, I thought she was gonna say Halloween Town. Uh, I like fucking Irish. I liked. Okay. Luck of the Irish was actually dumb. Like it was bad. Like I, it's, I don't did know. you like? Uh, was that some bad movie where you're protecting the president? First kid. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, what's your favorite dis- made for Disney TV movie? I that one's really tough. That one's really tough. Do you have a? Do you have a list of maybe potentials? What? Who was? Uh, God, I can't remember the names. Um, Johnny. What was? What was the one with, like, the extreme sport kid that had to, like, you know, help his, like, dog-washing sponsor? That was Brink. That was Brink. Okay, yeah, that's it. Wait, I still couldn't remember the name. Hell yeah. I can name every one of them, I promise. I'm glad I've never seen that movie. Dude, it's so good. Yeah. Team Puppin' Suds, man. Team Puppin' Suds, man. What the hell are you guys talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Blading movie. Team X-Blades versus Puppin' Suds, baby. 
Poppin' Suds. Yeah, because it was just some, like, dog-washing business that sponsored him. He, like, gave enough money to get, like, five t-shirts made. So, like, 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had to pay for the uh, the entry fee, too. So, I'm assuming that that's kind of the... 30 bucks. That's another 15. <laughs> I don't know what professional inline skating um, contracts went for back in the 90s, but... <laughs> God... I believe that was their height though so like that's the best they ever got wait was first kid a made for tv movie no it was a it was a theatrical i thought oh really? i bet it? it got terrible reviews <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly why i didn't watch it uh first... and segued you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> and back to reviews it was a terrible oh me uh... are you a rolling because you want a segue Oh boy! Oh God! Kill me now! What about Johnny? <laughs> Wait, what? What? What was the name of it? Say that again. I never Johnny saw that tsunami. one. Oh God! That had a great name. The surfing one? Yes. That turned into a snowboarding one. What? Oh, the one with the kid with the fake dreads and it was the skiers versus the snowboarders. And it wasn't fake dreads. It was a fucking winter hat that I wanted. I still want that hat desperately. Yeah. I, yeah, I do too. I won't lie, but <laughs> not the point. Oh God, that's so. I tsunami. There was. It did have a box office. It did have. It, first kid was a theatrical release. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty sure it was. Because Zimbad was the best part of that movie. It came out in '96. Well, in uh, uh, what's her name? Um, Katie Holmes. Right. She was in that. Wasn't she the? No. I'm thinking of a different no, one. No, there was like a ton no, of different. No, yeah, there were like three different, like first kid movies that came out at the same time. I'm thinking I of think a you're one. thinking of Corey in the house. Oh god, no. fuck off. Oh my god, y'all remember Catherine Heigl's first fucking movie that came out on Disney? Catherine Heigl. Yes. Wish Upon a Star that came out in what '96? Ew. Shut up. That was a good fucking movie. I don't know. And then all of the fucking. Apparently, Catherine Heigl is, um... Halloween Town? We, yeah, we said that, and I was kind of like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I was going to say, she was in Halloween Town. It's, what, it's whatever. Yeah. It's I don't a, care about Halloween Town. Yeah, I'm kind of, like I said, I'm kind of, meh. What about Don't Look Under the Bed? Never saw it. Again, I'm not that... Yeah, movie, how could you have not seen that? That was a good one. Because I don't watch Made for Disney... Disney movie. Made for Disney. Made for Disney. No, but apparently Katherine Heigl, uh, according to Onset Talk, she's absolute cancer to work with. Really? <laughs> yeah, like apparently she has a shitty attitude. And she's hey, just... don't, don't talk about cancer like that. <laughs> oh, giving cancer a bad name. <laughs> cancer gets a bad rap as it is. <laughs> we don't need to associate it with her. Knocked Up does not need to be brought into this conversation, okay? I actually really liked that movie. So did I, but it's kind of like it still doesn't need to be brought up. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we were talking about made-for-TV Disney movies. Well, she was in one. Which Hasn't she had escaped to which mountain? Punks. I don't remember. But still, awful. Just awful. Yeah. <laughs> but, I don't know, like... For me, it's kind of weird because I I don't watch and read a ton of critics. Like I don't like I said, I don't know who it is. If you do 
read or watch critics who they are. But I tend to stick to stick to the ones you like, and you sort of have a similar opinion to. No, I don't like an echo chamber. I'll, I'll listen to it because like something, uh, some of the things that movie Bob says, movie Bob says, does go into the what? territory that Nick doesn't like, where he will just fucking like decimate shit, and then start going after it with such vigor that I'm kind of like, whoa, dude, like you are angry, like bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> Which I'm I'm cool with. I'm cool with passion, but it's like, and I get where he's coming from because he does make he backs up his points. Yeah. But holy shit, like calm down, dude. It's, it's all right. Like, yeah, and, and that's just the problem I have. I mean, if you have valid you know critiques of something, I'm I'm totally for it. Like the the Plinkett reviews of Star Wars are amazing. Obviously, like guy breaks down every single yeah, he knows aspect what he's doing. of it. But but he's you know he. He does it from a place of love, I feel like. He obviously cares about Star Wars because he has, you know, insight into it and he has ideas for how it could have been done better. Like, he's not just talking about how much he hates it. And that's what I just don't like. A lot of people out there will just complain about it without any real, I don't know, it, it doesn't feel like it's a real complaint. It's just bitching. Yeah, but do you, have you ever heard Mike and Jay and uh, Chris, I mean, Rich, Rich Evans and all them and Half in the Bag? and Yeah, Half uh, in the Bag is a really good place to go to for movie reviews like they it's the same guys who did that from red letter media and they review movies of the week kind of thing uh usually on a weekly basis like they they don't always it's always kind of like eh, we're, we don't give a shit about these movies we're not gonna even fucking talk about them. yeah <laughs> right and then they do uh best of the worst where they basically watch a bunch of shit movies and then no, talk best to... of the worst is great. I love the newest one. Oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, th- just listening to those kinds of reviews where they they watch it, but they know what it is that they're talking about is is enough for me. Yeah, and it's one one of the things that does bother me about like talking to people like say my dad about movies because I'll say I noticed the camera work in this. Like, way too much. Like, I wasn't engrossed in the story to kind of take me away from that. I was so busy focused on they're literally having a um, cut-to-cut, back-and-forth conversation. But for some reason, the camera is zooming in and out and super shaky. And there's absolutely no reason to do that. And he goes, you think too much about this shit. I'm like, no. Like, literally, look at it. There's no reason to shoot it that way. It's not an action scene. There's no tension. They're literally talking about their day, and it's such a weird action scene-y, sh- shaky cam. Oh God! And then it throws yeah, and, it throws me yeah. out. And and that's the kind of criticism that I think is valid. And I don't have any issue with like if the way the movie is shot is so jarring that it takes you out of the movie itself. Then yeah, that that's a serious thing to mention, and I'm I'm totally for that. And, and I, you know, like I said, I don't really watch reviews or anything. I read some, and I, I get most of my review, so to speak, from actual like people I know. And that's probably where my opinion comes from, because most of what I hear is just people bitching. It's people either misunderstanding things that you know aren't a stretch to understand. I mean, I, I what I hear most complaints about are character flaws. Like that's that's not a complaint about a movie. That's a character. They're going to have flaws. That's I mean, a right. I like the flaws. Like, oh, mine, it, yeah. it might be, but it's not often. It, it's always just like, well, why did this character do that? That's stupid. 
and okay, yeah, you could make an argument there, but also the character acted the way that the character acted. Like that's. I, I'm that's, not, I'm not sure what you mean because I know that there are. Because again, if we if we can talk about Man of Steel since we're on the subject of Batman v Superman, the question about him killing Zod, it's kind of like okay, this isn't the same Superman. This is a reimagining it, and he did what he did, and I get your point in that, but it had no impact other than he killed someone because nothing was set up. Like it had this right. whole movie, and it'd be different if he if he was constantly drilled the way he was in uh, his usual origins where he's like, don't kill, you don't do this, I will never kill, killing is bad. And then he's forced to earn that like feeling because he was forced to kill and now he knows the weight of that decision and not just fucking playing with it. Like playing with an ideal. He understands the weight of what had to be done. And this one didn't have that. The fact that you had uh, Kevin Costner, should I have let them die? Maybe. Like, oh... Really? Maybe? Really? Like, what the fuck? No wonder you screwed up. Like, you're literally saying, yeah, maybe they should have died. Fuck it. To hide your secret. <laughs> like, uh, okay. And then he lets himself die to hide his secret. Like, whew, mind blown. Like, just mind blown. Because none of that had to happen. And it's like, you. Uh, that's what I mean by... Why did why did why did Superman kill him? Why did it even have an impact? It didn't have one. Uh, if we go back to Star Trek on, Into Darkness, I am Khan. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Like unless you know who Khan is, that reveal meant nothing to a general audience who's going to see the movies based on just the movies. Yeah, and, and yeah, that that makes sense. Um, like the kind of complaining that I, I don't like would be people complaining about why, you know, in that case, Khan would make the decision to start attacking Starfleet. Like, well, because that's what he chose to do. Like, sometimes that's just what characters do. It, it's not that you need to have some long drawn out explanation for it. Yeah. Like, that's sometimes, what that story called for. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. Sometimes the character is just bad. Easy as that. But. Uh, uh, it depends if they have motivation or not. Like if, you, like if you, Nick, can justify whatever that person did, whatever that character did, in any way, shape, or form, even if it's a light justification, like Khan had a perfectly valid reason. He was pissed off that they didn't, that they held his friends, his comrades hostage to work for him, essentially be slaves, or have him be a slave in order to free his comrades. I can completely understand why he attacked Starfleet. So, I mean, anything like that, like, if you can back up the counter-argument instead of saying, like, well, why do you do that? Because if people just do things for no reason, like, then it just, again, just like Lois Lane, why would Zod say, I want Amy Adams on the ship? There's no reason. There's literally no motivation behind that in any way, shape, or form, and it's stupid. Yeah, and, and that's a great example of, you know, of what not to do. Um, one, one that I heard that I thought was really just fantastically dumb was people I heard actual people complain about um, Fury Road because it wasn't deep enough of a story. What? Because in, in these people's minds, it was just a story of people going to one point and then changing their mind and going back to the original starting point. And like, yes, from a very deluded, you know, and entirely missing the point, you know, sort kind of, of way, yeah. kind <laughs> of way. Yeah, you're right. They just went from point A to B and then back to A. Yes, 
but that's you're all they missing... saw they didn't actually see any of the story they didn't fucking listen right. to it you're missing all of the detail along the way and and that's the kind of stuff that I just can't stand see I'm sorry that you have to hear it. that shit because I heard the same complaint about Dread oh it's just them trapped in a building I'm like yeah but did you watch the movie who gives you a not shit? Pay attention to what was going on? Like, it right. doesn't matter. You don't need. There was that. a lot there if you were actually like trying to watch it. John Wick, another one, super thin, but super like meaty in terms of everything else. Like you don't I need it. Loved John Wick. The plot was so thin, but it was still so. It's all good. you needed. You needed the framework. Yeah. That's all you needed you was the framework. The premise. It's just like the new Rambo movie. Two minutes of plot, an hour and a half of people getting murdered. <laughs> As long as you do it in a visually entertaining way, that's all you need, too. That that can be a great movie, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's kind of like people who are like, well, it didn't have any dialogue. It's like, okay, it's a non-dialogue movie. Like, it's a it's a visual movie. It's a, it's fine. It created the story. Like, the first half of uh, WALL-E. Like, oh, yeah. There's no, there's no speaking. You get everything based on con- context clues, and you pick it up through, like, little snippets of here and there. And, and it was fun. He's ever made. Yeah, and it's one of the greatest movies ever. It's just like people have this set idea of what it's supposed to be, and that's where a lot of the cookie cutter movies come in, like the a, Act One, Two, and Three. Here you go, bam, 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 credits. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean you can pick apart certain movies from others. Like you can you can see a cookie cutter movie from a mile away. Oh yeah, like chick flicks. Oh, he's in love with her, but he's an asshole, and she's upset about that. But then he's all like, I think she likes me. And then she goes, I don't like him, and now he's going after her. So he's doing something super endearing. And then, misunderstanding, wacky hijinks. And then she's like, oh, but he's really nice. And the friends go, but he's kind of a jerk, but you should go after him. He's good for you. And then she goes after him, and then more wacky hijinks. And then they end up kind of like falling down in some way together. And they're like, oh, you, I'm so into you. I'm into you too. Happily ever after. And there's usually a scene of someone racing to the airport. Oh yeah, racing somewhere. They're running. For the past 15 years, you've just described it. Thank you very much. <laughs> and the single token minority friend. That's always a fun part. Uh-huh. <laughs> Damn, that shit is whack. Well, it's true. <laughs> it's true. It's it's just okay, kind of on topic, but kind of off topic. So the guy that's playing Superman in this movie, do you think he's gonna fall under the Superman curse? Was the Superman curse breaking your back and not being able to walk? Well, I mean, they Whoa. always fall into some sort Easy. of horrid accident or die some way, like really tragically. Oh, and well, uh... that was just Brandon Routh's career, though. Not his. <laughs> <laughs> oh snap! Deep Is cuts. Like everybody who played Superman. Not everyone. George Reeve. Um, Christopher Reeve. No, George Reeve was the one in the 50s. The first one was George Reeve. Yeah. Don't you question me, Zeke. I know my fucking Superman. (laughs) But George Reeve, I remember. Superman. His his big thing was um, like the big story around him being Superman. Someone wanted to see if he actually was bulletproof and pulled a gun on him. And he yeah, and he goes, "Do you really want to shoot Superman?" And he talked him down. it was a kid, wasn't it? I think so. It was like somebody. A kid who grabbed his like dad's pistol and wanted to like see it for himself, and he had to like talk the kid down. And he goes, "You wouldn't want to shoot Superman. Like you don't want to shoot. Yeah, shooting is wrong. You know that." And he's like, "He talked him down." So I mean, 
I don't know. I I don't know who else played Superman that had bad shit happen to them. Stacy, care to elaborate? What you mean? Like, well, Christopher I... Reeve did kind of have a rough time of it. Yeah, the well, whole he, horse incident. He was an unknown before that, though. He was an unknown. And it made him, and that's fantastic. And then he fell off a horse, and things just went kind of way downhill for him from there. I mean, when you get paralyzed, there's not really much you could do. He got to be on South Park, or you know, like he was. You know, he got to be made fun of on referenced. South Park. He didn't get made fun well, yeah, of. Like the height of some career. That I'd, was I'd kill for that. So you know, I'm just saying. Yeah, for that's real. Like the worst thing that could have happened. Hack man. <laughs> <laughs> no, you take these stem cells. Move my arms a little better. <laughs> he was eating fetuses. <laughs> Eating is is very um, generous. He was sucking the he, juices he was out. Slurping. <laughs> but I don't know Henry Henry Cavill. I think that he he had that one movie that didn't do super well, that spy one, but it was super good. Like that's one of those things where what was it, The Man from Uncle that he was in? Uh, I want to say yes, but I'm not entirely sure. Uh, but he he starred in other things. It's just that. I don't think he, I don't think he's gonna fall into the curse because I think that he's good looking enough and generic enough to where, <laughs> <laughs> like as bad as it sounds, because okay, let's be let's be honest, generic actors do tend to last longer, last longer because they can be slipped in anywhere, like it doesn't matter. You just kind of put him in there. He's good looking. He's handsome. He has enough charisma to carry this leading role that you're gonna get by. Like you're not gonna go wrong hiring this guy if what you want is that particular, you know, fucking character in that movie or that's that that role. But I don't think he's gonna fall into the curse because they still want to make a billion movies. So even if he does never act again, he'll be set for life. <laughs> he's fine. He'll be fine. They still gotta make this fucking. Justice League movie is still gonna make whatever and he's gonna do the cameo thing the way that Marvel does and it's gonna be whatever and he'll just make it. It's gonna be a thing. Yeah, it's gonna be a thing. He'll be fine. But I don't know. I'm 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 worried about this movie and not not because of the reviews, but because of how I felt about Man of Steel. And I'm I just feel like Zack Snyder has so much style but no substance. You're not wrong. Like I want, I I love Sucker Punch, but I know how to- how terrible that movie is. Like it Which is one a, Sucker Punch. It's the one where, um, she dances and she goes into an alternate world. And, oh yeah, yeah. And, and it's all metaphor. Yeah. And it's metaphors upon metaphors upon metaphors. I like the visuals in it. That was about it. Style, lots yeah. of good style. Why does that sound familiar? Sucker Punch. Yeah. Uh, bunch of little girls dressed as schoolgirls, and they're in an orphanage, and shit's getting weird. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like I said, it's it's it worries me because even though even though Affleck apparently had some touches to add to it, I want to see what Affleck does with his solo Batman movie because I like That's his be the more interesting thing. Yeah, I like his movies. Batman movie. Yeah. 
Thank, right. thank you for joining joining us, Tony. We're talking about Affleck. We're talking about Batfleck. I hate Affleck. You haven't seen Batfleck. You don't know. Yeah, whatever. We were just talking about this. See, Tony's the guy that we would all hate. <laughs> In theory, if we didn't love him so much. I, I do love me some Tony. I love his Jinko jean wearing ass. <laughs> and his frosted tips. And his frosted tips. Are you so sure about that? I feel like you have had frosted tips before. I think you did at least once. No, no, no frosted tips. Just the Jinkos. Just the Jinkos and the chain wallet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dirty, dirty, dirty. Okay. Anyway. Okay, hang on. Oof, gotta put a pause to that. For a second, I wait for Nick to come back. Can y'all hear me? There he's oh, back. Hey, I didn't know Nick left. Okay. I wasn't paying attention. I, I noticed it, but that's why we, I was fine going into the Jinko Jean thing because we can. I can. Did Nick wear Jinkos as well? No, I, I did not. I did not. I highly doubt it. Okay, so I kind of. <sighs> All right. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Start again in a second. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Anyway, so I guess moving on. Uh, the Wii U is apparently going to die this year. Yep. This is the last year of production for the Wii U. It's it's weird. It is Nintendo. This is probably one of the shortest lived consoles out there, isn't it? I was gonna say this is a very short life cycle because they were talking about the NX, right? Yeah, they want to change the factories here in the states that are producing the Wii U, and get them to start producing the NX at the end, at the beginning of next year. Which is a very fast cycle for them to come out with a new console. Well, does that admit that that was a failure? Is my question? Because remember, they were like, no, 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 graphics and the processing power, none of that's important. We want fun. We want this and that. But well, it, I want to say yes. Is this considered it, a failure? Is this throwing in the towel for this generation? I, I think so. I think it is. I don't. I don't like to admit it because I. I love me some Nintendo, but because you own a Wii U, right? You actually have yeah, one. Yeah, I'm playing one right now. I'm playing the new Pokemon tournament. Oh, fucking stop! <laughs> uh, but anyway, it's like, it's weird to me. It just feels weird because with Microsoft and Sony announcing the upgradable or the upgraded versions of their current console. Yeah. It's like, oh, so like a PlayStation 4.5 and an Xbox 1.5? Is that basically what you're trying to say? Like, it's really weird. You're you're basically releasing another console too, but you don't want to call it that. So it makes me worried about what... The Wii U is only in circuit... Or is only going to be in circulation for about... Four years. Yeah, it only came out in the 2012, right? Yeah, I, I'm looking it up. It only sold 12.6 million units. That's terrible. There's no way that's the total unit worldwide. That's what I'm, I'm looking at the Wikipedia right now. Worldwide sales, 12.6 million. That's ridiculous. That's... Oh. But I think the problem with it was because the Wii was so good, it did so well in terms of well, sales. Think you're half right. Well, I mean, it's it's so weird because they I did they did do well in sales because like we did great in sales because it's one of those things where anyone could pick it up. It was quote unquote the casual gamer thing. So 
the casual people i hate again being all casual versus hardcore but the people who play casually like and they don't keep up with the latest games they don't keep up with the latest they just want something there for fun to dick around they're not gonna buy a new console yeah if what they have which is the wii currently works they can play games on that why would they buy a whole new console and a whole new everything well, I think it's because the Wii U, or the Wii also got a lot of bad press. It was with how well it sold, it got a lot of bad press because of the whole casual market thing. I would say because of broken TVs. <laughs> that too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, and I think that stigma carried over to the Wii U. Like people, before it even came out, it was already getting bad reviews. So I think that actually helped contribute to the overall death of the Wii U. Just so many people already had a a stigma with it like it's gonna be a casual system no matter what we release on it it's gonna be a casual thing i mean there was never a problem with that because that was kind of their their mantra and standpoint from the beginning was always fun first i don't think it helped that it was really really similar to the wii the 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 similar you know look of the console at least with it being you know small and just kind of not anything special to look at with it still using the Wii, you know, uh, controllers, the same ones could transfer over to the other. I mean, I, I think, I think for the average consumer, there wasn't really any need to upgrade. It was basically the same thing. Well, and, and that's what I mean. It, it wasn't enough of a change. Like it, it didn't completely reinvent itself the way the Xbox one did, or it, it wasn't such a huge graphical, um, powerhouse change as the ps4 was because let's face it even comparing the ps3 to ps4 the ps4 is clearly way more powerful whether or not game developers properly utilize that is definitely up for debate but it was definitely more powerful in terms of raw graphical power at least processing power whatever like what? What was all those? All the jokes about all the hidden cores? <laughs> oh, it's got like seventeen cores, guys. Say hi. You're not gonna be hi. Wanna say hi? Okay. Zeke got dropped out. No input. No input. Oh, okay. I wonder what happened to Zeke. Hey, we're back. There he yeah. is. Okay. Sorry about that. The call dropped. Yeah, I noticed. Uh, <clears throat> no, what I had just said was uh, uh, Nick had said that the reason why is the change between the Wii and the Wii U wasn't really huge. He still used the same controllers, played for the most part the same games. Yeah. And then a I... lot of it used a lot of the same peripherals. And let's be real, the Wii U was made for peripherals. Was or it? The Wii U was made for peripherals. I mean, it, it what, the wheel for Mario Kart? Uh, they had a bunch of other crap, too. The balance board, the... The tennis racket the other, thing? Yeah, all the other stupid attachments. <sighs> That's a baby. Eleven. There's a baby. Eleven. <laughs> Eleven. Oh, but, uh, I lost my train of thought. Oh. You said it was made for peripherals. 
Yeah, it, it really was. And I think people seeing the design of the Wii U coupled with the Wii U gamepads, like, oh, that's just another peripheral. It's going to suck. Why would I want it? So I think just the product got sandbagged before it got off the ground. I mean, And again, there's the, the classic Nintendo problem of not very good third-party development. But how recent technically is that problem? Because N64 was amazing. GameCube had plenty of, of, of support. Ever since they started implementing motion, motion controls, third-party development just kind of lacked because no one knew how to deal with it. I guess so. It just it just seems arbitrary, maybe, to me. Like that, and I think another part of it is Nintendo games are really are hit and miss. Like from Nintendo. Uh, the things that have been coming out for the Wii U. Okay, I was gonna say the like, good... well, I mean, at best, maybe the Zelda games were like that, but. <laughs> well, uh, hear, hear me out. When it was good, it was amazing. When it wasn't good, like when there's no average. When it wasn't good, it's a terrible game. It sounds like and you're breaking up with somebody. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. I kind of am. That is really what it sounded like. Right? It's something like when it was. I mean, when the sex was great, I mean, it was amazing. But it's like when it, when it was bad, it just it was very awkward yeah. and very like the motion controls just didn't do it for me. <laughs> All it was was don't you waggling. It was terrible. I broke the TV. Like, I don't know. It was, it, was, it was weird. We were trying to balance. We were trying to balance. Oh, God. We were, try- we were trying to get fit. We were doing the Wii Fit, and it's like, it just didn't... No, but I, th- I really do think that's part of it. You know, the good Wii games are really good. The bad ones are really bad. There's no in-between. At all. Like, the good Wii games are very few keep saying we i mean wii u games there's mighty number nine there's smash there's bayonetta 2 and that's pretty much it the rest are remakes i guess i guess that's a fair point mario kart 8 oh yeah i forgot about mario kart but again it's mario kart i mean let's be real the fact they're all the same they're not all the same double dash is definitely different go fuck yourself for you to say that. How dare you. <laughs> like, the only things that really change in Mario Karts are the items you get. Again, fuck you. You don't know what you're talking about, clearly. I do. <laughs> like, when they added the whole flying mechanic in, like, 7. Like, that whole thing was pretty interesting. The little gliding thing. There's some things that are different. But the problem with the, I feel with Mario Kart is that they, what they add, they take away, too. And it's kind of like the double dash system could have stayed in. That was such a great system. That was an interesting system, but I think they took it out because no one got it. Who gives a fuck? No one got the Wii U either. That's true. <laughs> but um, fish. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just can't believe it's dead. I mean, I I never bought one, clearly, but it's one of those things that. Guess what? I'm gonna pick up at a pawn shop for like nothing. Yeah. <laughs> a Wii Probably U. Probably sometime next year. Yeah, like it's gonna be great. Like I'll get the. I just didn't expect it to die. Like I really didn't. Has Nintendo made an actual announcement yet? Or yes. Is this yes. all just okay? And they said they're just ending production this year. Yeah. And they're making a big that. announcement. Apparently, that's the big. The, the, the rumors are is they're making an announcement and they're thinking, okay, that's probably the NX, their, their new console, because again, Sony and Microsoft announced their kind of half upgrades. 
So I think that Nintendo is the only one going balls deep and saying, you know what, fuck it, we're going all in, new console. It's probably going to be the same concept in terms of uh, the Wii U capabilities. Like It'll be able to use the gamepad because they don't want you to buy all that shit and then not use it, right? So it'll probably still use the same controller scheme if you play those old games. It'll have that backwards compatibility, I, I want to believe. Every Nintendo console has had backwards compatibility. So I hope, I hope that it does continue that tradition that they're just like, well, you can keep your peripherals, sell your console, but keep your peripherals because you can still play your games. But we, this new console is going to be with new stuff and it'll have other stuff, like a new controller that way, uh, X and Y and Z. But I mean, it, it would have to be that way, I think, for them to, to cut the, the production of the console this early on. I, I would have to assume that they're still going to be pushing the games and the peripherals just on a new console. Like I, They never said the exact date they're going to stop production. It was 2016, I, right? They just said sometime in 2016. And I'm have a feeling, I have a feeling it's going to be right before the NX drops, which are the an- announcement for the NX. Or right after the new Zelda game comes out. I mean, with Zelda, they recently just re-released games now, and it's like, oh, yeah. Where's the and new I original have one? Both the re-releases. Where's the original game though? Where's the new game? I still have my original copies too. Oh god. But sometimes I don't want to pull out my GameCube. So, question: With the Wii U dying, what's going to happen with all of the games that were supposed to come out? Like, are there not ever going to be any more Zelda games or Mario games or anything well, like no, that? Well, no. The the Wii U is just a console that died. They're making a new console, and I think that's the rumor about what it will be. Yeah. But the question is, like, what about the stuff? That is a fair question in terms of what about the Wii U titles currently in development? And yeah. that's where I think that the backwards well, compatibility would have to either play or they just transfer the files onto whatever format the new format is. Yeah. And just just do some upgrades to it and make it work on the other thing. Are there any you major run the games risk of making bad ports? Right. Are there any major games currently in development? Uh, uh, just the new Zelda. I mean from them maybe, but I mean there has to be other uh... Well, a lot of the third party development for Wii U is all very casual, almost shovelware. Okay, well, okay, Star Fox Zero. That's Nintendo. Star Fox Guard. Nintendo. <laughs> Mario and Sonic at the Rio 2016 Olympic Games. <laughs> I want to say that's Nintendo and Sega. <laughs> it is. Uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions, hi- hashtag FE. I have no idea what that is. N- Nintendo and Atlas, apparently. Atlas, uh, really? Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens, Warner Brothers. Dragon Quest X. <laughs> uh, that's an Enix game or Square Enix now let's see I keep scrolling the yeah you said the upcoming Zelda there's Scribblenauts um, that's about that. this is from yeah but so what happens to all of that it's either they're gonna still come out with the, as a quote unquote Wii U game which is possible yeah uh, especially if the next console supports any kind of backwards uh, compatibility and it might be one of those things where because they know they fucked up, the people who bought a Wii U will still get to have their games and not be forced to upgrade. Yeah. That's they don't it. have to buy another Nintendo console. It's the only way I see that working. Like, you have to appease the people who did buy those 21 million copies. Or was it 22? Whatever. 12. 12. My bad. The people who did buy those 12 million copies, like, have to be given something and, 
and everyone else is kind of if they buy the new console they buy the brand new console they can still get those older games they can still buy the old peripherals kind of like the uh with the playstation 4 the playstation 3 controllers work perfectly fine they do yes don't even think about it they they work uh on the same bandwidth as opposed to what microsoft did which they changed the frequency in which the controllers communicated with the console that's why the 360 wireless controllers do not work with xbox one Mm, I see. And that's the reason why, again, going into really super nerdy shit, that's the reason why the Rock Band equipment for works. Sony, for PlayStation, will still work on a PS4, despite the fact that you bought it like 10 years ago. <laughs> I just threw out all my old Rock Band shit. Whereas for the 360, if you're going to use your old shit, you have to buy an adapter that will... That will receive the old signal, convert it, and <laughs> feed it into your Xbox One. Oh, that sounds terrible. Such bullshit. It's like uh, 20 bucks? That sounds terrible. I mean, the alternative is buying the whole new set of instruments. That's true. So, two, 20 bucks as opposed to 250 bucks? I oh, think yeah, you're I'm coming out ahead. I'm going to spend 20 bucks, but it's bullshit that I have to. Well, I mean, that's just what they did. Like, I, they didn't think ahead the same way that I feel Sony did in terms of console upgrade. Like, that's that a simple a, thing. That's a simple thing. You think that was a look ahead thing, not a can we get more money for this later thing? Well, n- no, because Sony, I feel, is also money hungry. They're both gigantic corporations that don't just focus on games, and they have the bankroll to bankroll any failure that they might have if they're fine if even if the next sony console completely flops there's not an issue sony sells a ton of shit doing a bunch of the things same with microsoft they do a bunch of other things this is just the gaming arm of this gigantic monster corporation so right but but you don't think that they did that as a conscious decision to be able to sell more controllers and and whatnot i mean because if, if, I mean, really functionally, a 360 controller could, you know, do the same kind of thing as an Xbox One controller for a lot of games. But if you can reuse them, then you're probably going to, whereas if you can't, you're going to, you know, buy new. I, I get it. You're saying that, that on Microsoft's part, they did it to make more right. money. No. Yeah. Well, I, I think that that's entirely possible. But at the same time, with their recent announcements, like, I can't there's no way I can possibly verify how valid this statement is but with the announcement that they want to have these cross-platform cooperations they want to have things play with the PC there's clearly a move somewhere within that organization to say we get it we're not going to be as good as high-end PCs very quickly because I can spend the same amount upgrading my PC as I would on a new console and I'd get a lot more mileage out of it right like, and then I can also do other things. <gasps> like, I'm not just, I know, I'm not just playing the certain software that is released for this thing. I can play whatever the fuck I want. The world is my oyster at that point. And still plug in a 360 wired controller into it and use it. Who gives a as shit? As long as you can still find them, they're getting harder to get. <laughs> yeah, they are. That sucks. <laughs> Though I still have your Tron one here. I was going to say, you still have my light-up Tron one, so I'm good for right now. I haven't now. used it. It's it's sitting there on the shelf. It's all good. Thanks, man. 
I was thinking about it because I saw the box the other day, and I was all like, fucking Zeke has my controller. <laughs> I kept reminding you to take it. I know, but I was just like, eh, it's fine. I'll be back. It's podcast gold right here. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, have you seen that Tron controller? It's pretty no. slick. It has, it's an Xbox controller with like the Tron light. It's the official Tron controller, and it lights up with LEDs throughout it. The controller is fucking awesome. It looks pretty slick. I bet it In does. In fairness, I, if you didn't want to lose it, you probably shouldn't have loaned it out. I didn't loan it out. I took it to his house to play something. <laughs> and then you left That's it here. I mean, I have other controllers. It's not like, oh, no, I'll never play my Xbox again. <laughs> then it wasn't important. It was important. It's very special to me. It was a birthday gift. Then but, why did you leave it? Because I use it to play games with Zeke. He only has one controller because he's a loner. <laughs> no, I have a bunch of wireless ones, but they don't. They're never charged. And they don't hook up to a laptop. That too. Which is what we were doing. <laughs> so there. I did it because of logistics. Bam. Yeah. <laughs> Sass mouth. Over here trying to make me seem dumb. No, uh-uh. Uh-uh. You don't know. You don't know where we There are other reasons why I'm dumb. It has nothing to do with my controller. <laughs> I don't need help proving that. I don't need help. <laughs> oh. Speaking of things that are dumb. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Taco hey. Wars! Stacy found out about this today. Taco Wars are a thing in Texas, and it's really starting to heat up. I brought it up a few weeks ago, but it's Texas worth Taco Wars. It's worth really mentioning it and diving into it for our non-Texas listeners. Yeah, for people who don't understand what's happening, Texas is huge. I'm sure you get that. You've known that. It it covers most of the country. Like you know that it's gigantic. What? Yeah. Europeans, when they're asked to draw a map of the United States, it's like Texas and then like the rest. New York, <laughs> California, and then a couple of little circles. And they're like the rest. Who fucking cares? Yeah. But, but we're, we're noticeable. We're a thing. Um, and because of that, when people assume, oh, you're from Texas, they have all these assumptions without realizing that because it's such a huge state, we're so fucking different and varied. It's we're ridiculous. Like five different states. We, we literally have all four uh, climates that the United States has in our state. Like in the western tip of El Paso, you have the, this, this one, you have desert, you have grasslands, and then you have the coast. You literally have all these different climates in one fucking state. And because of that, and yes, I'm going to blame climate. Because of that, <laughs> we have so many kinds of tacos. <laughs> And each, because each section of the state has a different feeling on how tacos are supposed to be made, how, the 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 amount of flour you use tortillas. If you use corn tortillas, uh, the kind of beans you use, the kind of beans you use, and how those beans are prepared. And just use a lettuce wrap for a fucking tortilla. We talked so about a what? A what? A what? Uh, no, they just use a fucking thing of lettuce. Who? No, not ooh. I said who? No, who? Again. There was this thing on BuzzFeed Food, and it's like... Oh, yeah. You mentioned the internet. Reinventing <laughs> the taco. No. That's gentrification. That's gentrification. That's cultural appropriation, if I ever saw it. What the hell is appropriation? Um, a white... Uh, um... Yeah, we don't mind messing with our tacos. No, we don't. Nick, no. explain appropriation. Uh, when white people take on 
the cultural aspects of another because they don't really have anything. Oh, like so it's Cinco de Mayo. Up, it's a made-up phrase Patrick's for people Day. with too much with, with too much free time on their hands. Got it? Yes. Well, no. Yeah, I mean, like people, like the everyone's Irish on St. Patrick's Day, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Cultural appropriation. Yeah. Everyone celebrates Cinco de Mayo despite the fact that they have no idea what it is, what it stands for. Or, yeah, just like no, drinking. I mean, it's, it's, it's it's a real thing with white people. Because <laughs> <laughs> this sounds made up. Oh no, it's it's legit, dude. It's why every person in the South claims to be like one sixteenth Cherokee, because they have to at least have something interesting about them. You got a tribal card, otherwise I don't believe. Okay, off topic because you mentioned that. I read apparently that's part like the Nazis. And again, we go back to Nazis a lot when Stacy's on. But, <laughs> but apparently the Nazis considered Native Americans part of the Aryan race. And that's why a lot of neo-Nazis are, are the first to be like, oh, yeah, I'm part, I'm part Native American. Because they want to be so, they want to be that much closer to the Aryan race. <laughs> and this is why we require tribal card now. <laughs> this is fucking dumb. Anyway, back to tacos. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Back so, to the important. Y'all did hear about that taco war shit between Austin and You were the only one who didn't know. I, I, I didn't know, but I'm not a Texan. a busy lady, okay? Is that the excuse? Like, there, uh, there, there are memes out the ass all over I, my Facebook I, feed. There are. Like... About Texas tacos? Yes, dude. Dude, the taco wars are eating up. Like, Texas is split up into different regions. Like, apparently, anything past, um, like, West, anything uh, past a certain line in West Texas, they all use corn tortillas. Apparently, anything up north is a $30 uh, taco plate. Uh, These people use a, a, a certain kind of chile. Uh, the people in the south. the, the uh, zone and then world's best breakfast tacos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are like king. And apparently, tacos. apparently, our section, our section, is the best. I I believe it. That's you what that, that's what the that's what the memes are. Yeah. Anything south of San Antonio and then like up to like maybe Mission Texas, from what I could tell. Oh, I'll, I'll give you that. Like that area, and then in the south, it's like like south south. Yeah. It's something different. Like it's totally... down in the Rio Grande Valley area. Yeah, but yeah, apparently that's the thing, and people are fucking like adamant that their tacos are better. They've never even been down that's here. Weird. Well, I mean, the first I ever heard no, of it was Austin and Houston beefing here's each what other. Kicked it off. I thought it was Austin and San Antonio. Was it? It was Austin San Antonio. Yeah, I heard. Uh, I heard Austin some, Houston first. Some journalist from New York City. <laughs> 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 No, no, no. no. I'm serious. A food blogger from New York came down here and crowned Austin the best breakfast tacos in Texas, and that apparently pissed off the rest of the state. Because who is this Yankee bastard? Who is this Yankee Northerner to come down to our territory? (laughs) What does this guy know about tacos? It's so fucking stupid. I mean, it's stupid, but really, like they're they're a place where you're like, oh, you know, this place has better food than this place, and that's within the same city. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, as much as I do like going to other places in the Kingsville area, 
Taps, man. Like Taps is the best. Like Taps is arguably the best taco place in the city. El Dorado isn't bad either. But Taps is still better. Taps is still better. It's just one of those things where you then add that to a fucking like statewide scale and everyone's like dick swinging contest with their tacos <laughs> just comes that's out to play. A, that's such a weird concept to me as a not Texan. The, the, it's, like, it's like in Alabama, all the tacos taste the same because they're all made by Mexicans either way. So. <laughs> same here though same here that's not I'm fair not kidding same though. here like there's not there's not a non-mexican in a mexican restaurant in alabama it's just not gonna happen like it just doesn't happen although so. okay because i i can understand why other people don't get it because when i when i lived in seattle i went to a place called taco time because i had i was curious because it was called taco time <laughs> And I was like, "Oh my God, we're it in." Has me intrigued alone. We're in the Northwest. <laughs> 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 like I am in Seattle. They're they're hipsters and like what, all these... What does this mean to them? Yes, and that was my question. Like, what is Taco Time for you? Because <laughs> it's not just Taco Tuesday. It's Taco Time. <laughs> so, it is time for taco. So I went in, and it was a bunch of white people. And I was well, like, yeah. okay, like, all right, no, because I mean, it's not like there aren't Mexicans there. I know there are Mexicans there. I know there are Hispanics there. Puerto Ricans are a lot of Puerto Ricans are there. Like they have their own like <laughs> little little you know whatever. They have their say in how tacos are done. Yeah, yeah, they do it their own way, and it's pretty good. I've had some. Yeah, Puerto, Puerto Rican food's pretty good. Yeah, like I live with two of them. They're yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I, they made they made my food, and I went there a few times because I wanted to, you know, as, as an experiment. You know, I had yeah, to, you have to test, check every variable. I hear you. Yeah, you can't just go once and be like, "This is it." No, no, no. I went yeah. multiple times. Yeah. And it definitely, it just when I when I got my food, I was always thinking, "Yep, that's what a white person thinks a taco is." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so here's a story. Speaking of... Is it about Nazis or tacos? <laughs> Every time with you, Stacey, these are Nazis or tacos. No, no, this kind of ties it. So, anyhow... Anyhow, I lived in North Illinois for a couple of years. And I'd made some friends. And when my mom came <laughs> me up from one of my friend's house, that friend's mother asked us if we wanted to go down to the bar for Taco Tuesday. Tiaco? Yes. Like with it has a Y in it? <laughs> no, for we were for real. I I asked her when we got in the car because it you know from Minnesota. We're from the south, you know, so it would be rude to say no. Northern Illinois, so I mean, close. No, for real, it would have been rude to say no. So we were like, yeah, okay, we'll go. It sounds like fun. Da 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 da. And the first word out of my mouth, or first words out of my mouth when we got in the car was. Mom, what the hell is a taco? <laughs> Mom looked at me and she goes, sweetie, I don't know, but it would have been rude to say no. I was like, okay, well, let's go. <laughs> and we get there, and I'm not kidding. These are like the worst looking fucking taco. It's the worst looking taco bar I've ever seen. Tacos. Is yeah. it taco bar? Walk in and we're like, oh, tacos. These <laughs> tacos. <laughs> 
She's like, yeah, Taco Tuesday. They got all this other kind of stuff. They got tacos. They got fachitas. And yes, she said. <laughs> <laughs> 1,000 chicken fachitas, please. I'm not kidding. This is a serious thing. No, there's no joke. There's no joke here. And my mom is a wonderful woman, but it, she tried so hard. That poor woman, her face turned red. She's trying her hardest not to laugh. And I couldn't help myself. I lost my shit. <laughs> so I'm in the middle of this bar. I was like, oh, we have vaginas and tacos. Okay. This is fantastic. Why did you fucking move me here? <laughs> it's a fucking, but okay. Why did you move me here? Seriously? This place is so white. It's cleansed. I made a bad toothpaste reference. It was terrible. And my mom just lost her shit. She just left. Like, go make yourself a fake taco and shut And now they do taco Tuesdays every Tuesday. Again, it's it's one of those things where um, growing up in, in Texas or the South, really, where hot sauce is a very mainstay in, in the diet. It's everywhere. In the diet of yeah. Southern. You don't go to a restaurant and there not be a bottle of hot sauce on the table. Whether it's Louisiana hot sauce, whether it's... Yeah. Uh, Tabatillo, yeah, anything. But when I hear someone go, oh, my God, that's so spicy, and they're talking about, like, smoked barbecue sauce, <laughs> like, my mind just explodes. I'm just like, wait, what? <laughs> smoked barbecue sauce. That's spicy. Like, oh, man, is that paprika a little hot for you? A little bit of pepper in there? Did that fuck you up? Did that pepper fuck you up? <laughs> Can you not handle your Camino? <laughs> There was no Camino at these tacos, by the way. You know what? <laughs> no, it was ground beef or chicken, lettuce, cheese, tomato, sour cream. That's it. It was like a bad I, Taco Bell. Not even season them? That's awful. No, it was just straight up ground beef. Ugh. Not even salt? That's gross. Or were there fucking only spices? That makes was, me sad. Oh, yeah. awful. That's awful. No way to live. I know. I almost want to throw a bottle of Camino at him. So, Nick, as a white person, what do you think of the Taco Wars? As a white person. Uh, Speaking for all white people, um, I can't (laughs) tell the difference. Which is why we have you. We need our token white. Yeah. (laughs) Don't feel bad. Don't feel bad, Nick. Okay. Nick, give us the white person's perspective. Or at least a non-Texan, because, I mean... Yeah, that, that's the better assessment. Give us a non-Texan perspective. I mean, man, I don't know. I, I like tacos, I guess. <laughs> you know, they're pr- pretty good. I mean, if we're going to go with cheesy interview time, Nick, what is your ideal breakfast taco? Oh, that's tough. No, I mean, I would, I would love to, like, have a sampling of... Texas tacos to see what the difference was because I don't really have a concept in my head of different styles of tacos. Like, there, there's a difference between like a Taco Bell and like a sit down taco place. I mean, you can sit down at Taco Bell. Yeah, they have, they have tables. <laughs> they have tables, they have Baja Blast. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this just turned into a commercial for Taco Bell. <laughs> Taco Bell sucks, by the way, but it's please go garbage. visit it. Eat fresh? No, wait, no. That's, that's... <laughs> eat, eat fresh garbage. 
<laughs> that's, that's a little subway-ish. Live moss so. yeah. in the bathroom. <laughs> You're gonna live more in the bathroom than you do in your in the rest of your house after you talk about. <laughs> or fourth. Well, if we ever had any hope of getting sponsored by Taco Bell, we're we're killing it. It's done. I mean, eh, I don't care about that. What is it? 80, what are eighty nine cent tacos? I mean, you can't beat that deal when you're drunk, really. Yeah. <laughs> Get out, of, get out of the bar and, you know. I'm not saying that it's the healthiest meal, but... It does exist. It exists. <laughs> and it's open kind of late. Yeah, there are technically calories. Yeah. You just need something to soak up the alcohol <laughs> so you can recognize what you throw up afterwards. See, d- down here, we have a water burger for that. Yeah, luckily. We're lucky. Yeah. Oh, yes. Nick, do you know what a water burger is? They have them. I, I do. We we have them. I've never actually eaten at one. I don't recommend going to out-of-state ones. Uh, yeah. I can't say I've never been to one out-of-state. I, I have. Out-of-state being Texas because... Yes. I, it, I mean, it, it's like we're from the Corpus the Christi home. area, okay? Like, we we all met each other and grew up, except for Stacy. She grew up in Buck Fuck, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. But Tony, nope. Tony Zeke, and I... All grew up in the Corpus Christi area. It started in Corpus Christi, so I mean, it, there's a lot of pride in the area for this restaurant and this chain, and it's because eerie. and the state has a lot of pride for this restaurant and for everything. And I worked there for. You liked it so much, you got a job. There. I stayed there seven years. Yeah, I remember, <laughs> dude. You stayed there so fucking long. But I mean, I kept moving up. I like the burger. But whatever, the, the food you kept moving the, up at Whataburger. The food was good. Yeah, free patty. And and wherever I was, service was impeccable. I had was, I had happy you people to go when you were on shift. Yeah, like what I do, like what I did while cooking, not just customer service wise, but I did cooking was also fucking magical. Your burgers will always be amazing. If you got a breakfast taco from me, you will never be disappointed. Let me, let me break down because again, talking about taco wars, like as much as everyone. Are we gonna factor in Whataburger? You should no. I'm talking about my special. If you okay. co- if you had come to Whataburger while I was there, it would have been the most ex- one of the most expensive tacos you ever had, but it would have been amazing because what I do is I'll get I'll get the sausage and I'll throw it on the grill, and then I'll then get several um, hash brown sticks and 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 mash them up into the sausage as it, as it's heating up, and then I'll get. Onions, throw them on the grill. Chop up some tomatoes, throw them on the grill. Throw jalapenos in there. Um, all this is then cooking. Then I get bacon and I chop them into little bacon bits all into the mix. And then it's all starting to cook together, cook together. And you then get the picante sauce that they have there at Whataburger, the sauce, uh, in the little cups. You open yeah, about yeah. three or four of those packets and put it onto this this mix that you have while still in the grill. So now it's co- it's cooking the picante sauce into the food. And then you get the scrambled egg mix and uh, the shredded cheddar cheese that we have. So at, with, with one spatula, you, you mix it up again. You keep mixing, 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 make sure it's thoroughly cooked. And then as you're pouring the scrambled egg mix, you throw in um, shredded cheddar cheese at the same time. So with the hand that you just dumped all the cheese, again, you wipe it off, and then you grab the spatula, and you start now mixing as the egg is starting to cook and solidifying. The cheese is starting to melt and lose that solid feeling, 
and you mix all the meat in in that um, chemical, the physical reaction of both of those things, <laughs> and you put that together. Oh, and if you want, I forgot the other thing is you grilled chicken. You throw you chop up grilled chicken and throw it in there as well. So you have all these things. You have the sausage, the chicken, the bacon, the potato, the onions, the tomato, the picante sauce, the egg, and the cheese. You have that all mixed together. And then at, right as the egg is finally getting to that point where you know, oh, cooked, you then get it to that point, you pull it off, put it in tortilla, wrap it, and you eat it within the next, like, even 10 minutes, 15 minutes. It will be, it, it melts in your mouth. It tastes, it has all these flavors in it because of all the different ingredients. And you, if you portion it right, you get a little bit for each bite. And anyone that's bought that, it costs like 13 bucks. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. Honestly, I don't remember like exactly what it cost. I'm sure it didn't cost 13 bucks, but it was it wasn't expensive for a, a single taco. But no one I have ever made that for has ever said it wasn't worth it, regardless of what the <laughs> fuck they paid. I'm so hungry now. Right? I mean, I, I sat there and and got all like I worked it for so long. I had to think of. I can't just be like, okay, I want another burger. Okay, I want another burger today. No, I had to think about it. I had to sit there and be like, what do I want? If I substitute the chicken for like a beef patty, that's possible too for that taco. Anything was possible if you let me and if you paid for it. (laughs) I I would do anything you asked if you paid for it and you just give me the little bit of extra time to give it that little bit of love that you know you need. You know who had some damn good tacos here in Bishop? Um, Bobby's that old racist lady. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, she was uh, where the, where the city of Bishop is now. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. She used yeah. to be right next to that. Yes, I remember her. Yes, yes. Oh, she made some damn good tacos. She was racist as shit. And a tiny little Mexican <laughs> lady hated everyone. Awesome. But oh, God no. damn it! I put up with her bullshit to get those fucking tacos. And I think that's the the root of the whole Texas taco problem, right? Like you put up with any bullshit for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so what if they're Nazis? <laughs> they're pretty good. They make the bad good tacos, though. I mean, I don't agree with their politics, but. Really want some tacos now. But, God damn, it, I could, I would kill to have her make me another taco loco. Which was. And now the baby wants a taco. taco with everything they had on the menu in it. Everything. Eggs, potatoes, bacon, sausage, cheese, onions, you name it, it was in it. And it was glorious. I'm so hungry, it's not even funny. You're... Oh my god. Didn't you just come back from eating? Yeah. You did. You fat woman, you. She barely picked up her food. Well, she barely I had any food? That giant ass potato. She, she got a baked potato and didn't touch it. I got a baked potato that was full of cheese and sour cream and hot dogs and onions. So then, amazing? Yeah. It would have been if she ate any of it. I ate everything I could. (laughs) The entire potato was still there. It was fucking huge, Zeke. I was constantly eating that thing, and there's just no fucking tackling it. I'm just saying, you know, you you ain't got no fight in you when it comes to eating. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Overweight Nights. Uh, We really appreciate everything you're doing for us. Keep following us. Keep watching us. We hope to see you again. Tacos. <laughs> <laughs> Woo tacos.